Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast. I'm so excited you're here today, and I cannot wait to dive into God's Word with you. First things first, let me introduce myself. My name is Brooke, and I'm your host. I'm a homeschooling mom of three, military wife, and CEO of the Finding Freedom Co., a company committed to helping you get into God's Word and walk with Him in every aspect of your life. I'm passionate about teaching women how to find freedom in Christ, and this podcast is designed to help you walk away each week with tangible insights straight from Scripture that help you understand and then apply God's Word in your life. Developing a personal relationship with Jesus can feel overwhelming, and I'm here to help you simplify that. So grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and something to take notes with, and let's find freedom in God's Word together. Welcome back to the Finding Freedom podcast. So excited you're here today. The last couple of episodes have been heavy hitters with the importance of quiet time and why it matters and how to stop hitting snooze and becoming a morning person. And I think it's only fitting that I pair those first two episodes of the year with an episode talking a little bit about discipline. Discipline is something that I've been talking about in each of those episodes But what discipline comes down to is when you're trying to build a new habit of time in the word, like discipline is what it takes. And so maybe you've set a goal at the beginning of this year to read the Bible more or be more consistent in the word. And now it's January 15th. How is it going so far? Hopefully, I mean, I really do hope that it's going well for you. I hope that you've stuck to your commitment and your time with God has been so fruitful and you are just seeing him move already in every area of your life. But if it's not, then this episode might help you. And if it has been going well, then maybe this episode will just arm you with some tools to keep it going well because you are going to face obstacles and it does take discipline at some point once the newness of this new habit wears off. So today I have five tips on how to stay disciplined in reading the Bible. And we're going to dive right in with tip number one. And tip number one is your mindset. You have to know your why. Why is reading the Bible important to you? In the how do I have a quiet time section of the Finding Freedom Planner, in the, in the beginning of the planners and journals, there's like 30 pages of teachings and just tips and tools and tricks and things that have helped me establish my own quiet time. So I taught that to you in the planners and journals. But in there, I ask this question, and so many ladies have messaged me saying, I never really asked myself that before. Why do I want to read the Bible? I think a lot of times we we want to read it because we feel like we're supposed to, but I want you to dig deep and really ask yourself why. Why does it matter? Because if we don't understand or pinpoint why we're doing something, then we're less likely to stick with it. So it's the beginning of a new year, and we're going to think of this kind of like a goal to exercise more. We're just going to go way out in left field, I guess. Um, if your goal is to exercise more, you're probably going to skip a lot of days because one to two days is more than you were doing, right? But if your goal is to lose 50 pounds so that you can run with your kids without getting out of breath, then you have a deeper connection to the goal. So when your goal was just, I want to exercise more just because I want to exercise more, it was really easy to skip those days. But when there's a meaning tied to your goal, it's more likely that you'll stick with it because of that meaning for it. So in the instance of the exercise, I want to lose this weight because I want to be a better mom, a more fun, exciting, interactive parent with my children. 
Why do you want to have a quiet time with God? What do you want to get out of your time with him? So for me, I want to have a daily time with the Lord so I can get to know him and his heart and his will for my life because I need him. And I don't think there's a self-help book out there in the world that will teach me more than what God's word teaches me. So I show up every day ready for him to show me the way, to show me the next step to take and to get to know him more. Second Timothy 3.16 is a verse that I come to a lot here on this podcast. It's one of my very first memory verses. And it says, all scripture is God breathes and useful for correcting, teaching, rebuking, and training in righteousness. All scripture, it matters. And so I want to be corrected and trained and rebuked and like taught in righteousness. I want to be better. And if I'm in his word, I'm going to get that training to get that teaching. So like I said, there's not a self-help book in the world that's going to teach me more than what this Bible will do for me. So what is yours? What's your goal? And I want you to write it down and keep it somewhere that you'll see often. Again, if you have the planner in the beginning pages, there's a section for you to write it down. But if you don't have it, then write it down somewhere that you'll see it often and use that as motivation to stay disciplined. I'm not going to lose 50 pounds by sitting on the couch and I'm not going to get to know God by not getting into his word. And so we have to think about it in that way of knowing why we want to do it, to use that as a motivator to continue to work towards the goal. Tip number two to staying disciplined is to prioritize your time with him. So as I've taught women over the years, this has been the game changer for them. This tip right here, scheduling time into your day to make him a priority in your life. Now, don't get me wrong. You can wing it and you can say that you're going to open your Bible and you're going to get to it when you get to it. But I have to ask you, how's that been working out? You might be doing that some days, but other days you probably are missing out. And chances are, if you're continuing to listen to this episode, you're probably struggling in some way with it. So it hasn't been working out. So my tip is to make him a priority in your life. We make him a priority when we set a time to sit with him. Now, the time doesn't mean that that's the only time that you can spend with him each day, but it guarantees that it's at least some form of time with him. So in my planner every day, I write in the, I write in like a quiet time with God appointment. And I know that that sounds so silly. When I say it out loud, I feel kind of silly saying it, but just like I don't blow off a doctor's appointment, I show up for that appointment with God. And so if I set it for a time that's maybe not working, I can always change it. But I want to set that priority in my schedule to say, this is my time that I'm going to spend with my Lord and Savior. And I think that that's important to think of it that way. He's there waiting to meet with us. Are we there to to meet with him when he's there waiting? And so, like I said, if you set it for a time that's not working, you can always change it. But I want you to try it this week. Open up your planner, or if you don't use a planner, set an alarm on your phone, whatever you do, and make an appointment with him and stick with it. And if you need help with waking up early because you're a busy mom and the busy morning hours are, you know, your only quiet time, then obviously last week's episode, which was all about how to stop hitting snooze is going to be super helpful for you. So tune back into that one. If you didn't listen to it to episode 74, but you have to remember you can spend time with God with your kids too. I think a lot of times as moms, we, I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to say it. Don't get offended by this. I say this with love as moms. We use our kids as excuses a lot. And I, 
frustrates me to my core because I, I have three kids and they are very active and they are very, you know, they're involved in every aspect of my life. I homeschool them. So they are here all the time and I still find time to meet with God. So whether they're with me in my lap and I'm reading it out loud to them, or they're watching a show while I'm reading it and then I'll read to them later, or I'm waking up early, I am getting time with God each day. My kids are not my excuse. They are my reason because me spending time in the word is going to provide faith for generations to come in our family. Because if I'm changed, then I'm going to help change my kids' lives too. So think about that. So On the weekends, they're often in my lap during my time with him, and I just read the word out loud, and then I talk about what we read with them, and that's really a sweet time for me to challenge myself in teaching what I just read, so I really enjoy that. Um, It's not always quiet, and it's, you know, there's lots of interruptions. It's not my favorite way to study God's word, but it always ends up fruitful because they take things away from it. We get the extra snuggles. I get the satisfaction in knowing that I'm teaching my kids about who God is, and it's just a special time for all of us together. So don't let your kids be your excuse. They are the reason that we want to do this. We get to lead them to Him as we walk with Him. So when it's time for that appointment, I want you to picture Him sitting right there when whatever your space is waiting for you at that appointment. Are you going to leave Him hanging? That image of him sitting there really speaks to me. Tip number three, make a plan. So when I first started reading my Bible, I had really no idea what I was doing. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to read. I was lost. I would flip to a random page and then I would read it and usually not really understand what was going on because there wasn't any context to what I was reading. I just had opened to a random page. So I might be in Leviticus one day and I might be in Um, Galatians the other day. There was just no context. And so when I started to follow a Bible reading plan, it really helped me tremendously. And in episode 70, I covered in detail how to determine which book of the Bible to read. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that one. That will probably be super helpful for you. But knowing where you're going to read each day is going to help you to be more disciplined. And if you're anything like me, you like a good checklist to keep you on track. I don't know. That's just, I guess that's maybe just me, but I love a good checklist and I want to, you know, I don't want it to become about checking it off the block, but it feels good to set a goal and then to check it off the block each day. So, or to check off the, check off the block. I don't know how you would say that. Anyways. Um, so for this year, personally, I talked in episode 72, I think it was first episode of the year about my Bible reading plan. And I mentioned that I'm going to be doing the one year chronological Bible. I am still doing that, but it's a different version of it than what I talked about in that episode. So I decided last minute on the 1st of January, actually to do the Bible recap, which is still a chronological Bible. It's just a little bit different. It's through the Bible app and it has videos that go with it. So, you know, there's a a teacher, I think it's Tara Cobble or something like that. And she teaches you um, just a little bit more of the context. And she points out things that maybe, you know, you might have missed in your reading. So it's been really neat to get to to read those or to listen to those teachings each day. Um, I've been really enjoying that. So it's two to three chapters a day at, at a time. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm 15 days in at the time of this episode. So I'm recording this actually on January 1st, 
but I should be 15 days in um, as of this episode airing. So maybe you should check on me and ask where I'm at with my plan. <laughs> if you need a plan to follow though, feel free to join me. Um, you can send me a, a message on Instagram and I could actually send you the link to do it through the Bible app with me. And it's been really fun to get a lot of ladies so far today that have joined me. We're reading it together. So it's always fun to do things like this in community, but having that plan is super helpful with staying disciplined because then you know what you're going to show up and do each day. Now, tip number four is to remove the distractions. So on last week's episode, I touched briefly on this tip, but it's really important. I can't tell you how many times I've showed up to dive into the word and then I open my phone and I get distracted with social media or work or, you know, maybe it's not my phone. Maybe it's stuff around the house. You know, it's just very easy in today's day and age to get distracted. And I have a bit of a squirrel brain. So I will be, um, if, I don't know if you've ever read the book. Um, I don't even know if it's a book, but if you give a mom, if you get, is it, a, if you give a mom a muffin or something like that, or or if you give a mouse a cookie, I think there's different versions of it that I've read with my kids, but it's like, if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want some milk. So go with it. And if he gets the milk, you'll open the fridge and in the fridge, he'll, you know, for me, it'd be like, clean out the fridge. And then I'm cleaning out the fridge and you know, you just go down this rabbit hole. My husband makes fun of me all the time because we'll be getting in the car to leave and I'll say, I have to run inside real fast. And he's like, okay, I'll see you in 10 minutes. Like he knows I'm going to go inside and I'm going to see a sweater on the floor and I'm going to pick that up and put it on the shelf. And then I'm going to see the shelf and you know, there's extra things on the shelf and I'll go put those away. And then I might end up in the kitchen and there's a dish in the sink. And I just have a squirrel brain where I want to just like, I don't know, my, my brain doesn't shut down, I guess. So, um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with all of that. Oh, getting distracted with God's word. See, distracted already. So when I when I remove the distractions, it really helps my time in the word feel more intentional and a lot deeper, and I feel more disciplined in doing it. So show up to your time in the Bible without a phone, without opening the tabs on your computer, without walking through the messy house. Like I talked about in last week's episode, I want to wake up to a clean house so I don't see all the things that need to get done and then feel like I have to focus on that. So it's not going to be perfect. And, you know, most of us are moms and I know firsthand that distractions are just inevitable. Like we're going to have something going on all the time, but we can remove the ones that we can control, right? So we have some control over the distractions that we allow. So we have to choose not to allow those. So turn your phone on, do not disturb, or maybe keep it out of the room on silent for 15 to 20 minutes, put away all the other stuff and the, the other things that distract you. Don't look at your to-do list. Don't look at your work papers. Don't, you know, have bills lying around. I want it to be just you and your Bible and your journal. If you're using one, you know, you guys love, I love to talk about my finding freedom journal and planner. But I, at, at the end of each workday, I set up my desk for next morning's quiet time so that I can show up and I could be ready to get into God's word without the distractions. And that really helps me to do that, to set that intention the day before. So the easiest way for me to get focused and really open my mind and get prepared for what God has for me that day is in the journaling section of the Finding Freedom Planner and Journal. Hey friend, I wanted to interrupt today's episode with a quick chat about a tool that I created to help you be more consistent in your time with God. 
If you're looking for tools to help you dig deeper in your Bible study, apply it to your life, and surrender more to the Lord, then the Finding Freedom planners and journals are for you. The Finding Freedom journal includes space for weekly and daily reflections with God, sermon notes, prayer journaling, goal setting, daily gratitude and affirmations, scripture memorization, and a daily Bible study guide. The quarterly and yearly planners include all of that plus help with daily time management, to-do lists, and a fitness and nutrition tracker as well. Basically, if you're looking for an all-in-one tool to help you put God at the center of every area of your life, these tools will help you do just that. Head on over to thefindingfreedomco.com to check them out and snag one for you and or a friend today. Now, let's get back to the show. So in those journaling prompts, it says, how am I feeling this morning? What do I need to let go of control of? Then I have a section for gratitude. So it says, God, thank you for, with some blank lines, and then an affirmation that God needs me to be reminded of today. And then I write out my memory verse of the week. And so those, was it one, two, three, four, those five questions really help me to center my heart and my mind on him before I get into the word. And so then once you get into the word, if you find yourself still distracted, another tip that I have is to read it out loud. I don't think, I don't know, I can't read out loud actively and think about something else at the same time. So I can read and think about something else if I'm reading in my head, like I'll be reading the words, but I'm thinking about other things, but I can't do that out loud. So reading aloud is just super helpful for me. If I just cannot get my brain to shut down, I start reading God's word out loud. Or I, you can also open up your Bible app and open to the passage that you're reading, and you can listen to the audio of that while following along in your Bible. That also helps me. But more so, me actively saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and just saying it to myself as I'm reading it, that just helps me to, to let the distractions get out of my mind. And another tip, um, a kind of a bonus tip, I guess, pray and ask God to help you to stay focused. I think a lot of times we we don't realize the power in praying and asking God to reveal himself to us and to remove the distractions and to help us to be focused on him. So give those things a try. And if you can get rid of your distractions, I promise you that your time with him will feel so much deeper and you'll walk away feeling so much more connected to him. And I'm talking 15 to 20 minutes. It doesn't take three hours to read the word. I mean, you can spend three hours in the word, but it doesn't take long. 15 to 20 minutes of no phone in front of you, of, you know, locking yourself in the closet and reading for a little bit, whatever it looks like for you. But how can you get the distractions out of the way so that you can stay disciplined and get in God's word for 15 to 20 minutes? And then tip number five is when you really just don't want to. So, Maybe you're having a rough day. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you just don't feel like it. Like, I think we all have those days where we just really don't feel like it. I know I have that with workouts, especially, but I also have that with quiet time sometimes. Like, I just don't feel like it. There's only one way that I can say this, though. That's the enemy. He doesn't want us to be in the Word. And as a Christian, when when you just don't want to, when you just feel like, ah, just I don't need God's word today. I'm, you know, I'll be fine. That's warfare. That's spiritual warfare. That's the enemy trying to keep you from God. That's the enemy pulling you away from the source of life. So we can't let him do that. We need God. We need time with him. 
And when we don't want to, that probably means that we need it even more. So the next time that you feel like you don't want to, or you feel this battle to get into God's word, I want to challenge you. I want you to say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and put on some worship music and praise him and ask him to fill you up and give you a desire for him and to help you overcome this attack of the enemy. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Lucky for us, we have the power of the Holy Spirit waiting, literally waiting for us to allow him to help us fight these spiritual attacks. So if you take the time and say, God, I realize that I'm under attack right now and I need you to help me. I need your spirit to come down and encourage me and uplift me and help me to get into your word today. I need you. That right there will help you to stay disciplined and to get into God's word. And the last thing, because I think it's important to have scripture to back up when I'm teaching, I wanted to end this episode with what the Bible says about discipline so that you can maybe take some of these verses and maybe memorize them or write them down or have them handy for a day that you just really need to be reminded. So second, second, (laughs) second Timothy one seven says for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Titus one eight, rather he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. This is Paul teaching Titus as to how the elders should live as they're managing God's household. And moms, we got to manage our homes. If Paul's teaching Titus how to manage the elder, how if Paul is teaching Titus how the elders should be living as they manage God's house, then we need to learn from that how we can manage our own homes. And then Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. It's not fun to be disciplined. It's not fun to show up when you don't want to. But later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness. Think about that. Another one is Titus 2, verses 11 through 14. It says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify himself or for himself, a people for his own possessions who are zealous for good works. And then Proverbs 13, 4 says, The soul of the sluggard, which is lazy, craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Discipline satisfies our soul, friend. Let's pray. God, your word says that discipline is, is of you, God. It's not pleasant. It's not exciting, but it's necessary. God, I pray that you would help us to be self-controlled and upright and holy and disciplined as Paul taught Titus. I pray that you would help us to feel the power and the love and the self-discipline that your spirit gives us, God. I pray that you would help us to have souls that are diligent and excited to dive into your word each day, God. And when we're not, help us to turn to you. Help us to recognize that spiritual warfare and to be filled with your spirit, God, so that we can battle against all of these principalities that are chasing after us in this world. 
We are here to seek you and only you, God. And any lack of discipline is an attack of the enemy, and I pray against that right now in your name. I pray that you would guide us and help us to desire you more each and every day, and that you would bless us for that desire and that you would meet us as we are disciplined, that you would show us the fruit that comes directly from that discipline time with you, God. This isn't about a legalistic approach to time in your word, God. This is about a growing relationship that we desire to have with you. So I thank you that you are there waiting for us, that you are there to meet us when we do show up. Please help us, God, to just stay encouraged and to stay disciplined in doing so. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it spoke to you in some way. If it did, can you do me a favor? Take a screenshot and share it with someone else, or maybe even on your social media channels. In doing so, you're helping me get God's word out to more women, and I am so grateful for your help in that. If you have any questions, episode ideas, or just need someone to chat with or pray with you, I would love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram at brookcollins09. I'm praying for you and I hope you have a great week.